Thanks for listening to Food Culture, a podcast about Houston's immensely diverse culture and the incredible food inspired by it. I'm your host, Claudio Sorio. I was born into the restaurant industry thanks to my dad, who has been a chef for almost 30 years. His expertise is Italian and Mediterranean cuisine, and he's a master chef who has been voted one of the top 10 chefs in Houston several years in a row. Food plays an enormous role in our everyday lives, and I was raised to appreciate the inspiration behind every dish and to support the many restaurants within our community. I hope you'll join me for each episode as I invite friends out to eat at different restaurants and discuss the experience, restaurant concept, and most importantly, the food. Welcome to Food Culture. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Food Culture Podcast. It's been a while. I haven't been doing any episodes. My husband and I quarantined. COVID-19, as you know, took over the world. And we have been in the midst of a pandemic ever since. And because we wanted to do our part, we actually stayed away from restaurants for the last year. But now we're slowly coming back. And I'm so happy to be joined today by one of my good friends from high school, Erica. Hi, Erica. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked (laughs) that you reached out because so it's funny. I think we've maybe gone like a decade without talking or connecting just like maybe like social media friends at, you know, like at most, like I think we've, you know, stayed in touch over social media. But you've kind of, you've moved away, you live in a different state, you have a completely different life, a different career, but you recently started a foodie group. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, I would love to tell you about the Thick Thighs Dining Club. Thick thighs not required, just a healthy appetite. Um, And we are a small group of people in the North western portion of Louisiana who just want to explore different food and vibes and music and culture and um, just throw down over a good meal. So tonight we actually went, we had some very good food. I, I'm admittedly very tipsy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I usually don't like recording after I've eaten, but you are heading back home in a couple of days. So we didn't have like a very big window to get this episode recorded. And we had such an amazing evening tonight. And we were eating, we were having, it was good conversation, good atmosphere, good food. So I think we decided to just come back to my place and just like knock it out. What would you say is the biggest difference between Texas food and Louisiana food? Oh my gosh. Well, I so blessed to grow up in the Houston area and just like foodie culture. I think the biggest thing is that we have so much of a bigger diversity in Texas. Um, but that's actually one of the nice things about Louisiana. It's so deeply rooted in their history and what was available to them and culture. So, um, And I guess that's what people like about Houston dining is, you know, you have different immigrant communities that kind of like to bring a portion of their home with them. And and that's kind of what has stemmed, um, seeded Louisiana's food culture. But um, now it's more like American Louisiana versus 
Houston kind of holds on to like a more fresher immigrant vibe. So that's very interesting that you say that Louisiana doesn't have as much diversity as Texas. What kind of foods do you eat out in Louisiana? Like, what is your go-to? Like, here in Houston, it's like Tex-Mex, barbecue. Oh, boy. Well, and you know, if anybody from South Louisiana were to hear this, they would be, you know, screaming over, you know, oh, that's not real Louisiana. So <laughs> I, I am in a true, like, sub, very, very special region of Louisiana that may not be what the typical um, stereotype of Louisiana cooking is. You know, we don't have deep roots with Cajun and Creole cooking, but um, but at the same time, it has, we, we do have, like, a good spread of that. We're still close enough to the Gulf that kind of touches on that. And so I think I think a lot of it is more just like kind of your traditional Southern fare. So not necessarily Cajun or Creole, but we got, you know, fried catfish, little barbecue, fried pork chops, some other greens, you know, all that, that good hearty soul food that you'd expect at Meemaw's on Sunday. Okay, so let's dive in to where we went tonight. Yes. So I threw out a couple of restaurants because you're you're just here for one week and you reached out to me you wanted to catch up and at the same time you're like what's good out here so I gave you a list of restaurants and out of all of them you picked one of my personal favorites my husband and I go here a lot because it's actually right down the street from our from our place it's called a Porto fooding house and wine and it's located at 125 West Gray Street it's right across from an incredible bar called Lost and Found, which we might have to do an episode about later, because it was like jumping tonight. I kept looking over. People were people were there. Right? Take two. We'll be at Lost and Found. But yeah, I just the name alone, right? A Porto fooding house and wine. Like this, it's definitely a verb. They want you to food. Mm-hmm. I, the verb, food. And, um, and we sure did. And my favorite phrase when I'm going out to eat is, yes, hello, we'll have the menu. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting because we're we're going out to this restaurant. Like I said, I, I haven't been out to a restaurant in a year, which sounds really weird because we are, I'm a big food fan and it's been really tough. It's been really hard. I mean, we've done a lot of takeout, but there's a very distinct difference between ordering takeout, bringing it home, and then just having that in-restaurant experience. So I really miss that. And I'm really glad that Oporto was one of the first restaurants that we hit up. My husband and I actually went to another restaurant the other day, which is amazing. And I highly recommend Davis Street at Herman Park. Excellent seafood. But tonight, you and I went to Oporto. And Oporto is a rustic Portuguese restaurant with an old world wine list and they do have some Indian inspired dishes on there. It it has been around since 2006 and I do want to point out that when we were looking at the website they do have a carryout section and they have an original Spotify playlist (laughs) that they put together I guess because they shut down for a little while during COVID so they wanted people to have that Porto, that genuine Porto experience at home. But anyway, okay, let's go ahead and dive in. Let's go ahead. So when we got there, we got there at 530. 
I made a reservation for the two of us. Um, we did have indoor seating. They do have outdoor seating available. So if you don't feel comfortable, I have been vaccinated. So I was excited to be inside because it was kind of a warm day in Houston. So I did want to do indoor seating. But we got there just in time for a happy hour. Oh, yes. And they had put up like little dividers that you see everywhere nowadays between every table. And so that you could get a genuine feel that they were actively making efforts to make sure all their patrons felt safe and healthy and protected and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, it was really nice. I felt very comfortable. I felt very safe. So I, I think w- once we sat down, our server informed us that it was happy hour. Hey y'all! <laughs> I didn't specifically, I actually didn't realize that we'd be, I know we talked about an early dinner, but it didn't even occur to me, honestly, that it would be happy hour. Uh, so I was excited to look at that happy hour menu to see what they had. Because in my mind, I wanted to kind of let you experience it since I've been there so many times. I wanted you to choose, to pick and choose what you wanted since it was your first time being there. And you were so good about like holding back because like, because I kept turning to you. Obviously, you're the expert, right? And what I really needed help with was, again, it's like, I'll have the menu. Yeah, the whole thing. (laughs) So it was more like, all right, help me narrow down these 10 choices to just seven, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And we did ask the server to give us his recommendations. But I feel like he kind of, um, I think he listed the majority of the items on the happy hour menu. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, I think that's a testament to the fact that everything there is so good. But, I, I, you know, we ended up making our own choices. We didn't really go off of what he recommended. And, you know, their happy hour menu was, like, actually extensive. You know, a lot of times you go out and it's like, oh, choose from these three things. Um, But they had a really nice selection of drinks and then a huge selection for the tapas. I mean, that was really hard to narrow it down. Okay, so let's make our way down the list. So we started with drinks. We each ordered house cava, which was... Like, it was sparkling. It was a sparkling house cava. Why did you choose that? Why did you go for that? I felt like a little something special. You know, we could have easily thrown down on some house wine just as just as well. But um, I, I was interested to try it alongside the, these specialty Portuguese dishes. And, oh, my gosh, I think that we made the best decision. It had, like, a true, you know, when you just chomp into a bite of champagne, it was, like, that same full mouth feeling. And it was so nice alongside some of the heavier dishes that we got. So our starters were the patatas bravas, which were crispy potatoes, spicy tomato piri piri sauce, and garlic aioli. That was one. (laughs) We ordered three. We also ordered the lulas fritas, crispy rice floured squid, lemon herbs, grilled baguette, piri piri aioli, so delicious if you are the kind of person who goes out and gets calamari anytime that you go out to a restaurant which i i tend to do a lot i realize that anytime i go somewhere and there's calamari on the menu i usually order the calamari me too oh my god we are such foodie spirits i knew we were vibing (laughs) it was delicious it was i feel like it was perfectly crusted i could still sometimes Squid is really difficult because sometimes it can get like really overcooked so easily. Yeah. Uh, But this was perfectly cooked. And then you made a comment about the bread. Oh my God. And funny enough, so my dad and I have been going through hell trying to get a good baguette all week. And so I'm not going to tell him about this amazing baguette I just had because that was seriously the highlight. It complimented it so well. 
like you mentioned with calamari, it's really hard to execute because sometimes the batter can be overpowering and then it's so easy to undercook, overcook the calamari. But I felt like it was cooked really nicely and then the baguette was like just, um, oh man, just crunchy, but airy and light, buttery. It's so good. And the aioli that came with it was so perfectly balanced. It was like, it wasn't sharp. But it wasn't just like flavorless. Yeah. It was the perfect balance. So that was two. Number three, we had the grilled chorizo and romesco. It's Spanish style sausage, roasted peppers, romesco. That was really good. It was like two sausage links. So it was perfect for a starter. I had one. You had one. What did you think about that one? Yeah, so it's not really what I was expecting. I think people who normally order chorizo, you're you're used to that like really greasy, really heavily seasoned sausage, which is great. But this was more of a traditional firm sausage. And then the romesco was so good. A lot of times they kind of go heavy on the on the nuts, and it's like a thicker sauce. This was more of like a a vinegary um, roasted tomato, garlic, pe- uh, pepper kind of sauce, and it was so nice. So at this point in the evening. Let me just point out the music. Yes. We were, <laughs> it was I, I love I love and I've said this before in other episodes. That is the one thing that I just always notice when I'm in a restaurant is the music that they're playing. And I feel like the atmosphere here was just perfect. Like the music selection was great, the the food selection was great, the setup was great, the f- smells were great. I think we noticed like when we walked in, we smelled that like wood grilled smell which we are still carrying with us (laughs) like I still I can smell I can smell it on my clothes I'll never wash this jacket (laughs) (laughs) it just smells so good so heavenly um so the music how would you describe the music Erica I mean, it was so subtle because we didn't notice it until, like, literally this point of the night. But mm-hmm. the first song I noticed was a Nina Simone hit. And, I mean, who doesn't love Nina Simone? And, yeah, music is a big deal. You don't want to, like, be sitting down to a nice meal, a nice glass of wine, and all of a sudden you hear 1D kicking up, you know? <laughs> and, listen, I get down with all the pop music, but, but there's a time and a place. And so I feel like they felt I had a really nice curated playlist. You know, we moved into a little little bossa nova later on down the playlist it was it complemented the atmosphere the drinks the food the ambiance very nicely let's talk about our server did you get our server's name by the way (laughs) i didn't and i really wish i had because i hate to talk shit and not even know his name (laughs) was it us (laughs) am i the asshole No. (laughs) He wanted us to hurry up a little bit, which I I kind of don't get because there was nobody else there. There was no one else there. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm always conscious about that. You know, they got to keep the tables moving, but no one was there. Yeah, I just remember he was a little like, a little too um, on top of us, right? He was like taking away dishes before they were done. He took your fork and knife. (laughs) And yeah, we had. Ju- I just plated my calamari, and he tried to take away the dish. I'm like, oh, excuse me, may I get that pui pui aioli, please? <laughs> um, so yeah, he was just moving a little fast for us, I think. And I don't know, he was he was on a quicker vibe than we were for sure. Not rude or ugly for sure, just not um, not warm and welcoming. 
we took a little while. They have a QR code set up. I guess they're not giving out physical menus because, understandably, because of COVID. Um, they do have these QR codes on these little cards set up next to the table, and they ask you to scan the QR code and download a, a PDF version of their menu. It, it just takes you to their website, so you can access their website on, or their menus online on their website. So I think it, it was a little hard for me, I think, because we were like so into our conversation and we were chatting and we were catching up. It was a little distracting having to go pull up the menu to be like, oh, right, right. Like we got to order mains. Like, let's look at that. We need to pull up the menu again or we want another cocktail. So like we have to like scan the menu again. Like, let's pull it up. Right. And I, I guess this is the new normal, you know, as I've been dining out, everyone's doing the touchless menus, which I like because, you know, who knows how many grubby hands have been touching these menus. But um, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal if we'd had a more patient server. So for whatever reason, we were getting a little rushed tonight. And I don't think that's the normal experience, right? I agree. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Plus, oh my gosh, they have like 11 menus. I think that was the other thing. It's like they've got it split up between lunch, um, tapas, small menus, happy hour, cocktails, dinner and desserts, um, coffees. Like everything is broken down into its own menu. So this is a great place, I think, as you mentioned, for everybody because there's so much. But again, that's what kind of takes a little bit of time is there's a lot of information to scour before you make your decision. I'm looking at I'm looking at their menus right now. They even have the wines separated by menu. It's a red wine by the glass menu and then a white and rosé wines by the glass. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't notice that. It is a lot of menus. There's the, the power lunch. Count them up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we have the dine-in menu. Portuguese, power lunch, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. The kids' menu. Oh, my 11. God. Did I say eleven? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like that contest where you got so many jelly beans in the jar. <laughs> I, I'm kind of stunned because so they, they, the QR code takes you to this menu. Of menus. Of menus. <laughs> I was like, because I remember being a little flustered in the beginning, but I was like listening to you like while we were chatting. So I was just kind of like, okay, just find that happy hour. Okay, here's happy hour. I'm going to click on happy hour. And then it, like you kind of like scroll down a little bit and then click download PDF. So you still have to download the PDF. So yeah, you know, it, it's a little involved. Just make sure you're paying attention. Don't drink right at the beginning because then it gets really confusing. <laughs> Get them Or do and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, just be prepared for a larger menu. And I wanted to be surprised. And so I didn't look at anything beforehand. And honestly, this is such a large menu that you might want to kind of have an idea of what you want before you go in there. So we finally moved on to the mains. So we ordered three. <laughs> so and uh, before we got there, we honestly, we were asking about favorites. This is my favorite. We asked for a cocktail. Homeboy, whatever his name is, said that they were out. And luckily he was wrong. And they did have what we wanted. The white sangria, which is made with elderflower and ginger. And what did we say? And I believe like that um, quizás, quizás, quizás song was playing as we poured our glass. 
and it just tastes like you're walking through this field of wildflowers under the Texas sun. It was very divine. Yeah, this was the perfect introduction to spring, I feel like. Right? Spring, we, we just yes. had a ridiculous freeze a couple weeks ago, and it's like now everything's warming up. This was the perfect meal accompanied by the perfect sangria. Yes. <laughs> and like sangria done right, too. Not super overpowering, just delicate flavors. Delicate, that's That it. just caressed your palate. I... I have never been so impressed by a sangria. No, me either. Seriously. And I, I mean, of all the sangrias, and you know, white sangria normally is like more springy and summery, but they can still be just so heavy or they've got a lot of flavor, competing flavors kind of going on. This was just so, it was like seeing your best friend smile at you or a hummingbird. It was just so light and delicate. It made you feel so special and warm. So nice. I very much enjoyed it. Thank you again for ordering it. We ordered, um, what was the size? Like, what was the size of that? We we each got two drinks out of it. So he called it the carafe, and I would have gotten bigger if I could have. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they were out, and that was as much as he could muster. But, but no, that ended up being just right. It was the carafe, and we each got a good two glass servings out of it, so it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, full disclosure, we are sitting on the couch right now having after-dinner drinks. <laughs> we came. Aperitif. Yeah, we came, we came straight home, and, and we're just like, we're just going to keep this party going, right? Why? It's, I mean, it's Thick Thighs Thursday. Yeah. How could we not? We have a duty, <laughs> and we take our job very seriously. <laughs> so back to the mains. So we ended up getting the lamb ribs Mediterraneo. Mediterraneo? Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it's smoked coriander Fennel crusted pomegranate molasses, gigante beans. Mm. Ooh, they were chorizo, farro radish. Dang, really? <laughs> but those lamb ribs are just falling off the bone. So tender. Like I just had to grab my knife, cut through them. So delicious. What did you think of those ribs? Oh my God, I went to cut it and it literally fell off the bone. I'm like, all right, I'll just put this on that plate. <laughs> um, so good. I mean, lamb is just so good. And like, it, it was Easter Sunday this last Sunday. So we kind of missed it by a few days. But isn't that the perfect, like, just spring dish? Yeah. A nice lamb. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the coriander fennel mixed with like the sticky sweet pomegranate. And then, like, a more savory, like, um, chorizo with the beans. It was just so homey. I feel like someone's Nana could have made this for us on, like, an Easter Sunday. Just a a nice, pleasantly balanced meal. That was only one of the three main (laughs) One. It comes, I, I should say that it comes with three ribs. So, if... If it's two of you, you're going to fight over that third one. <laughs> no, I think we did a good job of, like, we, Oh, my God. We were very polite. We were very polite with each other. <laughs> it's only because I haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we, we would have been throwing fists. <laughs> I mean, luckily... Okay, by this point, I was, I was getting pretty full. I know. Oh, my God. But it's so worth trying so many different dishes. I mean... 
Why not? It's TTTDC. Yes. <laughs> okay. So then we also ordered the seafood curry, and that had gulf red snapper, shrimp, scallops, spicy curry served with rice and naan, which I will say, so that's one of my go-to dishes in the winter here because it's so savory, it's spicy, and it's got that heat that really kicks in like well into your bite. Like you're eating and you're savoring it and you're like, this is amazing. And after a while that like heat begins to grow and you're like, oh, this is a spicy dish, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, but I, you, I tend to get this in the winter when it's chilly outside and, and I can really, um, I can really enjoy those like really warm, warm flavors. You said you wanted to try this one. Why did you choose this one? Oh man, there were so many options on the menu. Remember we were, we probably spent like a good 30 min minutes just like debating the different options, but, um, I like this one cause I had a variety of seafood and then we were still going to get some of the, um, kind of Indian notes on the menu, which I the tikka ended up being super buttery. And like you said, the heat doesn't come until later. So it was just super sweet and creamy and full flavored, full bodied. Um, but that's one of the things my grandma used to love. My grandma is um, of Spanish descent and she always talked about like the, um, Arabic flavors and everything coming from the Moors. And that's where a lot of Spanish dishes get their, their heritage from and IE Portuguese as well. And so it's so nice to see this like blend of traditional Spanish Portuguese dishes mixed with some like more Arabic flavors and herbs. And this kind of had that full embodiment of it, I think, like the seafood with the curry, um, just kind of hit all the bases. Absolutely recommend this seafood curry. There is a chicken tikka masala on the menu that I feel is it's kind of similar. It's a similar curry, um, but I would recommend the seafood if you can get it, please, if you have uh, enough room in your tummy. Which <laughs> you'll make room. You'll make room for it, yeah. <laughs> and so then our third and final main were the Brussels. They're roasted Brussels sprouts with candied walnuts, uh, maple, mozzarella cheese. Again, another very, what I thought was going to be, a, you know, a pretty simple side. But it was so intricate in its flavors. And I think I was, like, most astounded by those candied walnuts. Oh, my God. Like, the flavor on those, unbelievable. It ended up being one of the heartier dishes, right? Yeah. yeah, it was a big, heaping plate of Brussels. And funny to see them so large in size this early in the season. But they were. They were big and large. I think a lot of people do like the crispy Brussels, typically some sort of garlic and lemon drenched in oil, which believe me, I get down with. But this was um, this was more of a roasted, maybe like pan fried. It wasn't so oily. They had those garlic chips. The mozzarella was incredibly lean. You didn't have any like greasy cheese drippings or whatever. And then when you get a bite of that, like very subtle maple that just kind of hits at the bottom of the pan with the candied pecans, that ended up pairing super nicely. And it had that beautiful char, which it was like that wood fire smell that we kept smelling. It, we kept yeah. smelling, yeah, yeah, definitely. I bet that's, that's more the Brussels. And people can overcook Brussels like you overcook asparagus. And some people like that, and that's totally fine. I like it when the outside is wilted and then the inside is still firm, and that's exactly what we got tonight. Okay, so at this point, we're stuffed. 
And <laughs> we, we talked about getting a dessert, but sadly, we didn't make it. Oh, my God. I Seriously, best intentions. I never go out on a foodie night without getting dessert. But we hit that menu so hard that we really couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but sadly, we did not have the dessert. Um, but, I mean, next time. Maybe we'll eliminate a starter or eliminate a main and then replace that with a dessert. Or just not drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody panic. We were definitely well hydrated tonight. Yeah, yeah. So one of the most delightful Houston restaurants, it's located in the heart of Midtown. I absolutely recommend this place. At a 10, what would you give it out of a rating of 10? Yeah, solid eight and a half. I just loved it. Loved the food, loved the options, loved the decor. The tables themselves were comfy. I was sitting on a very comfy bench, you know, and it draw uh, it drew a really cool crowd. And then again, like you said, in the coolest neighborhood, can't get over the views, just a great part of Houston, perfect for a night out. And right down the street, only because you're you got to head home soon. <laughs> but right down the street, there's some really great crepes. <gasps> That's usually where we go afterward. I'm like, sometimes we, we don't do dessert there all the time because I want to save room for a crepe. Crepe? Yeah. Um, listeners, you all heard the mutiny right now. She was holding out on me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there are crepes, but that's okay. That's what keeps me coming back and just keeps the foodie nation going. We'll do a part two. We'll do a two-parter. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody again for listening in or for being so supportive. During our first episode a long time ago, you know, I asked people to reach out with recommendations. And, you know, just like with any good food scene, Restaurants have come and gone. So I want to encourage everybody to just please support your local. If there's a restaurant that you love, that you absolutely cannot get enough of, please support them. Um, If you do not feel comfortable dining in yet, uh, we are still in the midst of a pandemic, you know, carry out. There are ways to support your local restaurants. Uh, They're having a really hard time right now. They are struggling. Uh, Houston is known as one of the most diverse food cities in the nation. So please do what you can. A Porto fooding house and wine. I highly recommend it. One of my all-time favorites. You can visit them at 125 West Cray Street. You can also download one of their 11 menus <laughs> at a porto midtown.us. Um, again, you can also go on their website and check out their Spotify playlist. Erica, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. I'm so happy that you came all the way from Louisiana to chow down with me and, uh, you know, talk a little shit. <laughs> my absolute favorite things to do <laughs> just eat and talk shit. <laughs> So, so happy to do it. Thank you so much for having me, Foodie Nation. If you ever find yourselves in Northwest Louisiana, please let me give you a nice little tour. And um, if not, I hope to eat and dine and be married with you down here in Houston. And how can they reach you? Do you have a Facebook group? What is the exact Facebook name? It's Thick Thighs Dining Club. Again, Thick thighs are not required, my little skinny bums, just a healthy appetite.
Awesome. Thank you again for inviting <laughs> this Texas girl. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of the group. I'm so happy to see your posts and to see all of the followers that you have who are so excited to share their food picks. And, you know, we're major food fans here. Uh, if you guys have any recommendations for restaurants here in Houston that you want us to support, reach out to me at foodculturepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out at foodculturepodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, download our episodes on iTunes. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.